everyone, and welcome to Gamers on the Go, a podcast dedicated solely to those games you can take with you. I'm your host, Chase Kenneke. Today's show is on uh, Squid Kids, Balloon Kid, lots of lots of stuff. We're going to talk about modded Game Boys and, and all sorts of cool things. And uh, we have Mr. Josh Barnard uh, here to uh, uh, of Josh Mosh uh, to tell us all about these kinds of things. Hi, Josh. Hello. How are you doing? Doing all right. How are you? I am doing well. Good to hear. Uh, well, let's get into this because you've got uh, a lot of cool things going on. Uh, yeah. So I uh, just in how like I kind of found you. Uh, I follow uh, a Tumblr uh, or Tum blog, Tumblr blog, whatever, uh, called Tiny Cartridge. Uh, which, uh, as a as a fan of handheld games, uh, anybody should be uh, following Tiny Cartridge. They of put course. up uh, tons of great stuff. Uh, but you had done a post of these uh, original Game Boys that had this kind of Jackson Pollock-looking splatter artwork on it uh, that uh, I I can only imagine is a uh, is a reference and nod to uh, the new Nintendo game Splatoon for the Wii U. Yes, it is. Yeah, um, yeah it's uh, it's basically a line of super limited, only twenty five available. Um, Original Nintendo Game Boys, like you said, um, they actually have an asphalt texture to the shells. And then, of course, the uh, paint splattering on them, which is uh, actually all of the various color schemes in the game Splatoon. Um, And then, you know, uh, new buttons, new screen cover, orange backlight, and a a pro sound mod, which actually makes the audio output with the headphone jack a lot clearer than, uh, than the stock jack that's originally included inside the system nice well i mean i can say without with certainty that uh this is now the nicest game boy i own so full disclosure uh everyone i bought one uh i have i have a few different original game boys i've got a an original gray and then i've got a play it loud black uh that was actually my first game boy um and then you know of the originals i think that's that's it and now i have uh this uh, this nice new one here uh, from you that came in the mail uh, yesterday. Uh, so, Josh, let's uh, you know we'll we'll talk more about Squid Kids and and how you uh, got into that. But uh, first, let's just kind of talk about you. Like, how how did you get into handheld gaming in the first place? Like, I know for myself, it was it was going on car trips with my parents, and uh, I think just to kind of shut me up, they ended up getting me a Game Boy. And that was, I, I can just remember playing tons of Pokemon and Mega Man 5, you know, between the streetlights uh, as it was dark until you got that awful light slash magnifying glass kit thing that, uh, yeah. that made it probably even worse. Uh, but yeah, just tell me, uh, tell me about your gaming history and, and handheld games specifically. Uh, how I first got into it is actually kind of a funny story. Um, I, uh... Growing up, my parents were always very um, anti-video games, anti-cartoons, anime, whatever, um, no internet, that sort of thing. Very, uh, they, uh, they sheltered me a lot, I suppose <laughs> I would say. Um, but uh, uh, one day, I think I was around eight years old, something like that, uh, we were actually visiting one of my cousins who had just recently upgraded from his original Game Boy to the Game Boy Color. Um, His mom, my aunt, uh, tried to convince my mom to let me keep his original Game Boy since he wasn't going to use it anymore. 
my mom insisted that uh, <laughs> that that was not okay, and she didn't <laughs> want me to have it. But uh, as we're leaving that evening, I'm like in the car, I'm buckled in and everything. My mom's talking to somebody else, I don't know, and while she's distracted, my aunt comes over and hands me the Game Boy and says, don't tell anybody. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> they didn't notice until like halfway through the uh, through the ride. We're actually from Tennessee, but we were visiting family in, um, in Florida, so it's like an eight-hour car ride. We oh, couldn't man. turn around and of go course. get it back. <laughs> so she notices like halfway through that I've been incredibly quiet in the back seat <laughs> uh, playing, I think it was um, Centipede on the All Game right. Boy. And um, uh, according to my mom, that's when it all kind of started to go downhill from there. <laughs> but um, you know, now I've uh, I've slowly gotten more and more into video games, and um, eventually got into modifying video game systems and whatnot. And this is basically what's paying my tuition for college now. So, <laughs> wow. I, so okay, let's let's talk about modding Game Boys because I've been playing Game Boy games and handheld games for a very long time. Uh, I imagine uh, if the timelines are right, probably even longer than you have. Um, but I haven't touched anything about modding Game Boys. I've never even thought about it before. I, I mean, I've seen the mods out there. I've seen. Uh, I've gone to uh, chiptune shows where those guys have. Uh, those modded out Game Boys, but it, it's never occurred to me to actually try it for myself. Maybe it's just because I have no sort of coordination it would take to do the engineering. I, I'm sure it's not as hard as I think it would be, but I am terrible with uh, a solder gun or anything like that. So uh, what what led you to uh, going from no Game Boys ever in the house to modifying them? Uh, well... Don't mean to say anything bad about Nintendo at all, <laughs> but um, and and this this was like a one time experience, and I know that they've improved since then. But um, I had a Nintendo DS Lite when it first came out, and um, I don't know for a while I didn't have a whole lot of games for it, and um, I ended up uh, leaving it on a shelf for quite a little while until I started to get back into it, probably a good year or so, but um, it, it literally just sat on the shelf this whole time, and of course, shortly after I start playing it again, the hinge cracks, and I was like super careful with it and everything, but for whatever reason, I open it one day, and the hinge is just like no longer fully attached, mm -hmm. so I send it into Nintendo to get it repaired, and uh, they did repair the hinge but it came back with a broken top screen oh no so i called them <laughs> told them what happened sent it into them again they sent it back to me and i don't remember what the issue was there was some other problem with it it was like one of the uh, shoulder buttons was sticking or something <laughs> and i called them again and told them what was wrong sent it in again this whole time everything had uh well, after that initial repair, which I think was like 80 bucks or something like that, um, each time they had me send it in was free because they had screwed something up. But uh, after sending it into them three times and it coming back with a different problem each time, uh, I kind of got fed up with them. And I'm fairly certain uh, they put me on some sort of... Uh, some sort of blacklist or something because <laughs> the next time I called them they were charging like some insane amount to repair it oh, geez. Um, 
So I was like, screw this. I'm just going to Google it, see if there's a way I can fix it myself. And much to my surprise, uh, rather than having to pay $80 to get that hint repaired, I could have just bought the parts for like 12 bucks and done it myself. So uh, started. Uh, I, I started out just by uh, messing around with the uh, DS lights. I, I fixed mine. I fixed one for a friend who had the same problem. That was actually a really common problem for the DS lights was the uh, either the hinge breaking or the shoulder buttons not working. And um, I don't know. I, I just eventually kind of started to get interested in the other systems and started branching out, I suppose. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I don't remember how I ended up specifically <laughs> getting to the Game Boy, but, um, cause you, uh, I mean, yeah. you do, you do mod a, a number of different things. Uh, I, I've yes. seen, uh, I've seen your custom Amiibos on your Tumblr. Um, you've, uh, done some more Splatoon themed, uh, zapper guns, light zappers, yes, uh, and, but the majority of it does seem to be Game Boys. So is is yeah. there any reason why you've kind of focused on to Game Boy other than like rather than you know trying lots and lots of different things? Um, not to say that I don't do lots of different things. I I actually do plenty of other systems. Um, I I just uh, ended up doing more of the Game Boys uh, mainly because that's where the money is. Honestly, sure. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, the uh, with the whole uh, chip tune, chip music movement, um, that's, uh, and, and I'm sorry, not to say that, I, uh, that I'm only interested in money, I actually really enjoy what I do, <laughs> but um, uh, with the whole chip tune thing, the, the Nintendo Game Boy is like one of the most easily accessible systems and the easiest to understand and really start to get into with things like... Um, little sound dj and nano loop and so that's always been like the most popular thing there's always somebody that wants a backlight and a new headphone jack in their game boy so it's okay. uh it's it's simple and fun i suppose <laughs> right. yeah I, I mean i totally get it i i mean i i've never thought about really buying modded systems before um i i ended up getting have you ever heard of rose colored gaming Yes, I have. Okay, so not to not to throw out a potential competitor. Uh, oh, but, no, no, no. no. But, uh, they're, they're neat. I they, like them. They do some pretty interesting stuff. I have a Game Boy Color from there from them that has a, a backlight uh, that looks that looks pretty nice. Um, yeah. But that was I think that and that was this last year. I, I bought my first um, I guess modded Nintendo system or modded system in general, and then yours being the second. Um, but uh, what what are the kinds of, of mod? Again, I'm a super novice. What are the like all the different modifications? I'm sure it is it is you know uh, sky's the limit. But um, like you mentioned, some things that you did specifically for the Squid Kids when you're talking about the orange backlight and the the blue screen protector and new buttons and things like that. But uh, like what? what are kind of some of the other things that you can do with a Game Boy to, to kind of change it out a little bit? Oh, uh, anything and everything, really. It, <laughs> uh, a lot of the stuff I do is custom commissioned, so it all depends on what the uh, customer wants. Um, some of my favorites in particular, um, a variable clock, which is, you know, you can install a little knob that on the top of the system that when you turn it, it speeds up or slows down the Game Boy. 
Um, if you have a transparent shell for the Game Boy, putting in uh, sound-reactive LEDs, those are really neat. They look great. Um, I also really like, um, I don't know how familiar you are with um, Little Sound DJ, the uh, all, tracking but, software but for the Game Boy. But you go for it. You, tell, you educate me. But, <laughs> um, well, it's basically like an old... Uh, 80s style music tracker and you have to go in and input each individual note on all the uh, four different sound channels on the Game Boy but um, there's uh, there's this one modification that I really like that's actually you can install a uh, PS2 port in a Game Boy not a PlayStation 2 port but like the old school computer uh, keyboard jacks okay. and you can actually uh, plug in this keyboard and use it as a uh, guitar of sorts with this chiptune <laughs> software. Uh, just look up LSDJ keyboard on YouTube and you can find videos of guys playing these computer keyboards like guitars and it's plugged into a Game Boy. It's awesome. That sounds pretty fantastic. Oh, man. Um, all right. Uh, well, like, what are what are some other things that you're uh, working on right now or like have, have in the pipe or, or are interested in trying out? Um, I actually recently, uh, was talking with a friend, um, just a couple days ago of, we're, we're thinking about doing, um, and I suppose, I don't know, I'm, he's more into, uh, this specific thing than I am, so I don't know if we have to talk to somebody about it or not, but we were discussing maybe doing a Project M themed Wii, uh, he's, uh, really good with 3D printing and whatnot, and, uh, we were looking into designing a custom shell for it that actually has the M from the Project M kind of popping out of the shell and have, like, glowing LEDs behind it. Oh, nice. Um, give it, like, some sort of spacey paint job or something. Sure. Um, I always have uh, more Nintendo Game Boy stuff in the works. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of some of the stuff I've been working on off the top of my head. Mainly, uh, currently, I've just been really focusing on the Squid Kids, because um, I don't know if you saw it. You actually bought one of them before I uh, before I came out with the full product. Right. Um, you got the Game Boy itself, but I'm, I actually designed this uh, special packaging for it, where they come inside paint cans with these uh, special inserts and stuff. They have a uh, a carrying pouch for them that's actually reversible it's blue on one side orange on the other and it has the squid's eyes printed on them um as well as a uh, couple other surprises that'll come in the package that i'm not going to spoil but it's really nice yeah i i saw uh when you put up the etsy link I, i've just been since we knew we were going to be doing this podcast i've been kind of keeping tabs and uh, I like it is a it is a nice looking package. Like the the actual paint can itself kind of has this clear cutaway on the front, so you can uh, it has a nice little looking display for the the Game Boy itself. Uh, but they are they are some pretty slick looking things. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I actually also uh, recently was contacted by Brandon Hood of the. Uh, Chiptunes equals win group. That's basically the the place to go if you're interested in chiptune or chip music. And um, he was talking to me about possibly doing some uh, branded stuff for them. Um, I've been contacted by a couple other uh, chiptune artists that want me to start making stuff for them that they can 
sell at shows and stuff. And just for myself, I, this is really silly, but I think it would be really cool to have a Game Boy that has the uh, Mr. Universe pattern painted on it, <laughs> like the uh, uh, Steven's dad from yeah. Steven Universe. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I'm I'm way into that show. I almost got a um, an iPhone case that had that kind of like the side of the van uh, paint job <laughs> to it. Uh, I ended up getting a, a custom one for the podcast. Um, oh, cool! Uh, which yeah, that was that was pretty neat too. But uh, I was I was close on on going for that Steven Universe one. That is a that is an excellent show. Um, all right. Well, I mean, we'll we'll jump back in. Um, when we get to the near the end of the show, we can tell people how they can get their uh, get their own Squid Kids because you still have some available, uh, and then other ways of contacting you if they're interested in a, a commissioned work of, of some stuff. But uh, when I when I brought up doing a podcast with you, I also said, "Hey, you know, we're I also like talking about handheld games as well as uh, whatever the topic is." Uh, so, is there is there a handheld game that uh, you'd be interested in talking about? And you picked out. Uh, Balloon Kid uh, for the original yes. Game Boy. Uh, tell me, tell me why Balloon Kid was the first thing that came to your mind. Uh, I don't know. Um, I uh, I got addicted to Balloon Fight on the NES actually uh, when I was younger, and I only just recently found out that there was actually a sequel made for it for the Game Boy. Um, I just found this like a couple months ago. Um, and it's actually really neat. It's uh, it's not like the original Balloon Fight, uh, where you're basically on one single screen and you're trying to knock out all these different enemies. But it's uh, it's a lot more like the Balloon Trip feature, where you're uh, the screen is scrolling and you're. It, it's more like platforming, but playing as the character for Balloon Fight. It's really neat, and it has great music. <laughs> For sure, yeah. I, I know that it does at least. Uh, does it take tracks from Balloon Trip, or does it actually have a its own complete new soundtrack? It it has its own complete new soundtrack, but um, a few of the songs in the game do kind of uh, have bits and pieces of the original Balloon Fight soundtrack mixed in there, which sure. is kind of neat. Uh, well, I mean, doing research on this game uh, and playing it a little bit myself, like it is, it is an interesting game just in the fact that it's around and, and kind of how it got made. Uh, so it came out October 5th of 1990 uh, for the original Game Boy, like we said. This is uh, Nintendo R&D 1, but um, they kind of uh, they kind of shipped out the, the development to this other company called Pax, uh, Pax Softnica, uh, and, which was a, a Western company. I think they might be in America, uh, maybe Canada, but it was a Western company nonetheless, which Nintendo didn't really do very often and still doesn't uh, very often, but back in these days, it was really rare. Um, so, I mean, you have Balloon Fight, and that was programmed by uh, Satoru Iwata, uh, Nintendo's uh, former president who recently passed away. Um, but uh, Balloon Kid, made by this other company, uh, it's, it, it is very much Balloon Trip, like you said. It, it still scrolls, scrolls from right to left. Uh, it's generally kind of the same game. It does have some some more robust features where you can uh, let go of balloons, uh, you know, of your own free will instead of them just being popped. Uh, you're able to uh, reinflate balloons, and you can even walk uh, on some platforms uh, and and be okay. Whereas in Balloon Trip, 
kind of if you stopped flying, you were dead. Yeah. Um, but, uh, this what's really interesting to me is that as as popular as balloon fight was despite just being joust um is that uh balloon fight or balloon kid actually never made it to japan you know for a game yeah. made by nintendo i mean made by a western company for nintendo uh balloon kid actually never showed up in japan uh and, and it only came to uh europe and north america uh, yeah now it actually uh it actually did kind of make it to Japan. Right. Um, they released uh, Hello Kitty World on the NES, which was essentially Balloon Kid, but they reskinned it with Hello Kitty characters. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think the, the place is called Character Soft, but uh, yeah, they, they published yep. that Famicom reskinned Hello Kitty World thing. Uh, and, and then the game actually uh, did kind of come to Japan. Uh, it came much later for the Game Boy Color, and it was called Balloon Fight GB. Uh, and, oh right, right. And it was a, another semi reskinned version because the the balloon kid that we got uh, has a different main character. Her name's Alice, and it's all about saving her her brother. Uh, her brother's name is Jim. I Jim, believe. yeah, I, I remember it started with J. Um, so kind of interesting that you get to play as a as a female uh, character uh, yeah. in in an older Game Boy game like that. But yeah, Balloon Fight GB only came out in Japan, uh, and then that was kind of the Balloon Fight reskinned version of Balloon Kid. Uh, yeah. And and kind of the the funny thing for me is that they're still keeping this dividing line. Maybe it, I'm sure it's probably just for sales because people don't recognize the other name. But uh, both games are out on the Virtual Console uh, for for 3DS, but only Balloon Kid shows up in North America and only. Balloon Fight GB shows up in Japan. So they are continuing that they've drawn that line and they aren't crossing it. Um, but they are, they are really interesting games. Uh, tell, tell me more, uh, I mean, cause tell me more about like what you like about balloon kid. Uh, well, as I already mentioned the music, I, uh, I'm a bit weird like that. If a, if a game has decent music, I don't care if it, well, I don't usually care too much if the gameplay isn't that great. Um, but Balloon, Balloon Kid is actually pretty fun. It's um, It's got a... Uh, it's on that just right difficulty level where it's not too easy, but it's not too hard. Kind of like, uh, I don't know, the Kirby games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of a relaxing thing to play, I guess. It's a game you're going to uh, be able to finish, which, you know, there are, yeah, there are lots yeah. of games out there. Like I, I, when I was telling you about Mega Man five, I have never beaten Mega Man five or V whatever it is, the game boy one, uh, because that one is hard, uh, like all Mega yeah. Man games. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So balloon kid, if you actually wanted to sit down and relax for a little while and, and play a game and know that you'll come out the other side, having finished it, balloon kid's not a bad yeah. game to game to try for that. It's uh, it's actually got only I think eight stages. It only takes about I don't know forty five minutes to complete if you're actually like really trying to get to the end of the uh, single player mode. Yeah, I, I mean, and it, it does have a two player mode. Um, does it use the link cable? I, I mean, I guess it has to, right? I would assume so. I I haven't actually tried it myself. Yeah, so. I, I it's hard to find two people with a copy of Balloon Kid, uh, yeah. especially in this day and age. But uh, there is at, at least I can say with certainty there is a two player mode, 
and that controls very similar to what you'd consider traditional balloon fight. Uh, yeah. So it, it is kind of odd how you know balloon fight for the NES is focused on the the multiplayer kind of s- static stage thing, and balloon trips kind of this uh, this extra mode, and it's flipped for uh, for the Game Boy version. But uh, yep. the the oddest thing to me is that these. I balloon trip and now balloon kid like they both scroll from right to left uh which it it, it blows my brain because i i can't think of another game that does that uh if if you're doing yeah. a 2d side scroller you're you're always going from left to right it is like mario told us to do this why why is it changed now uh, yeah. but it's it is uh it's such a weird thing but it it and it kind of makes the game feel fresh and different, uh, even though it's it's really just a mirror image of what you might consider a, a traditional platform game or traditional side scroller. But uh, like that is that is trippy. It's trippy yeah. to be going from from left to right or right to left. Uh, yeah. So our uh, let's let's kind of talk. Uh, they're not super comparable, but let's talk about. Joust versus Balloon Fight uh, versus uh, Balloon Kid. I, I, do you do you have a preference for Balloon Kid just for the music or? Uh, I, uh, I I'm okay with either one. Really, sure. I mean, they, they are extremely different things. Like Joust is Joust is this game that you probably play more in the arcades than you do on a on a home console. I, I know it came out for yeah. Atari and some other places, but like Joust is probably going to be played on an arcade cabinet balloon fight i believe does have an arcade cabinet but more often than not you're going to see that on the nes and now balloon kit is is kind of its own separate thing uh being on the game boy but yeah um, um that's actually um the only experience i have playing joust was uh on an arcade cabinet and the only time i played balloon fight was on the nes so it's it's very different for me i i don't feel i can compare them that closely sure even though they are they are uh they are very close to the, being the same game but uh i, I, I i'm if if somebody <laughs> asks me if i if i want to play balloon fight or joust or balloon kid i'm, I'm just like it's up to you man i, I don't care <laughs> I'm, I'm game with whatever uh well you know something something else that interests me is something like um uh, it's almost like these games that came out, you know, almost 25 years ago, or in Balloon Kid's case actually did come out 25 years ago, is that this style of gameplay has has really endured. Uh, yeah. Like, you you can think about Joust, you can think about Balloon Fight, but uh, also, like, if you... Like Mario's swimming animation, like, that is... That is, I mean, it's a little bit different, but it's it has the same kind of concepts of that kind of yeah. flapping somewhat motion and then that gets me into uh you know the big mega hit of of what was it a year or two ago was was flappy bird where that is that's basically just balloon kid on acid yeah or on uh, like some roided out version of balloon kid back Uh, when that uh got really popular um i was actually uh working in a uh, general mills yo play plant 
stacking boxes of yogurt. And I, I remember, like, the week or so that it got so popular, I would take my break and everyone in the break room was playing it. I wasn't too familiar with it at the time, but I look over and watch somebody for a couple minutes and, I, you know, everybody around the uh, around the table is bragging about their high scores and, you know, oh man, I, I just got 20, you can't beat that. <laughs> and I, I look at it and I'm like, this is Balloon Fight. I've been playing this for years. I can totally do this. So I went and downloaded it and like on my first try, I got over 200 or something. Whoa. Everybody went crazy. That's pretty awesome. See, so I was I was different. Like I had... I, I was similar in that everyone around me was playing it, and and I don't know if it was just my like the the small bit of hipster in me, but whatever whatever just made me think, uh, you know, oh, if if that's so mainstream and everyone's playing that, I don't I don't care about that. Like who who cares? Uh, and I I never ended up downloading it, and then when it got taken off, and it was ridiculous that people were selling iPhones that had it downloaded <laughs> for hundreds of dollars. That just crazy but uh so i missed the boat on it entirely but i did have a friend who was like no seriously you should just try it here take my phone and just play it a little bit and and you play it and i mean it's you immediately understand the game Uh, i mean yes it it is balloon kid it is balloon fight it is in that similar vein uh, of stuff but it's there is something something about it just the way it can jump you right back in the and just the the little physics that it does have that that gives that uh, that incredibly hard difficulty yeah. uh, for a lot of people. Uh, I I was not good at it. I've never been good at joust or balloon fight or any of those games. I I enjoy playing them, uh, especially balloon fight uh, and balloon kid for uh, similar to you the the music and just I like the way, uh, especially in balloon fight that those Nintendo characters kind of look. Uh, they got a they got a nice look to them. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I I am garbage at Flappy Bird, uh, and and I'm okay with that. But it, it does it does fascinate me when when people seem to be going bananas over that kind of stuff. And you look at it yeah. and you go, "That's a game that came out decades ago." Like, what do you what's what's so exciting about that? Yeah, um, but it is interesting. And and now with games like uh, Super Mario Maker and and all sorts of. Uh, these that style of movement is still around and and it's going to keep going uh, like i super mario maker i think comes out next week uh and you know i know people have been making tons of underwater levels from what i've seen uh, in press things and it's like that just you know i know it's a little bit different but that's still you're still getting that kind of floaty flappy kind of motion out of it and it's uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting dynamic to to give you that much control over your character, but also to take away enough control so you kind of have to live with your decisions. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Uh, it's got that uh, simplicity that's uh, you know easy to learn, difficult to master kind of thing. Definitely. And, I mean, you, you can go uh, on Amazon and grab yourself a, a copy, an original copy of Balloon Kid, uh, something that you might want to play on your Squid Kid uh, maybe at some point. Uh, yeah, because sure. uh, Balloon Kid is is readily available for uh, a relatively small amount of uh, change, or if you if you got to keep it modern and you're on your 3ds or new 3ds or, or new 3ds XL, whatever you're playing on, uh, it is on the virtual console for also a, a very small chunk of change, uh, so you can get your fix whenever you want. 
Yep. Uh, Josh, let's talk more about Squid Kids, how people can get them, uh, and and just how people can talk to you about uh, possibly coming up with their own crazy Game Boy fantasies that you can fulfill for them. Uh, so, like, where where is the hub? Uh, I suppose that would be my Tumblr, um, and I, I guess I've somewhat cursed myself with the name I'm using for all of this stuff, <laughs> Josh Mosh. People think it's Smosh, S-M-O-S-H. It's not. It's S-H-M-O-S-H. So, yeah, uh, com. That's J-O-S-H and then a dash and S-H-M-O-S-H.tumblr.com. And from there, I'm pretty sure I have links to uh, where you can buy the Squid Kids. I'm currently selling those through Etsy, but in the future, I plan on having my own website where you can buy stuff. Um, there's a link to my Twitter, Facebook, um, I think my Instagram, but I don't actually use that that often. Okay. So, uh, and uh, I, I believe I have information for commissions on there as well, and my email address and whatnot. Great. So. And, and I'll make sure to put all of those links up in the show notes too so people can uh, get to you uh, through that if they'd, if they'd prefer. Uh, but definitely yeah. Josh Josh Schmosh dot Tumblr dot com is is the place to go uh, to find uh, everything out about uh, Josh's work and uh, his future stuff. Uh, as for for gamers on the go, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at GOTG Podcast. Uh, gamers on the go dot com is our is our website here. Uh, there will be more shows happening soon. Uh, I know I've got another one scheduled for next week, and then uh, a couple more uh, that are kind of in the can and i'm waiting to kind of schedule them but uh they're they're ready to go uh and then for for anyone in the st louis area uh so not josh sadly since he's in tennessee Uh. but uh if if anyone's out there in st louis and and interested in a pretty cool event coming up uh there's this event called pixel pop uh it is a kind of gaming festival uh right here in st louis it's being done at webster university uh it is next weekend that is september 12th and the 13th, uh, and there will be a panel about uh, kind of content creation on the internet, talking about uh, streaming stuff and Let's Plays and podcasts and that kind of thing, and uh, I will be on one of those panels. I think there's actually two panels. Uh, I am on, uh, from what I've been told, I am on the Sunday one, I believe it is at 3 o'clock, uh, but I'll be talking about Gamers on the Go and some of the other podcasts I've done in the past, how I've gotten into doing this. And, uh, like, how, how do you go about contacting people like Josh here to, to get them to come on? Uh, hint, uh, email is helpful. Like, if you just send yep. people emails, they are usually pretty happy to talk about the things they're working on. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, if you can make it out for that, that'll be cool. They, are, they have tons of other events going on. They've got some other speakers. Uh, I was looking over the schedule today. There's going to be a, a Smash 4 tournament. There's going to be... Um, you can learn how to like they have an introduction to MOBAs and an introduction to Counter-Strike uh, that like, if you if those games kind of interest you uh, but you've never been able to get into them I, I know that I have never been able to play something like Dota or League of Legends but uh, you know they they are fascinating in how uh, how many people are playing those games uh, these these people will will lead some seminars for you that you can kind of learn how to do that plus there's tons of other uh, games and demos to play out there. Lots of St. Louis-based 
game companies and indie companies uh, are are bringing their games there, so you can try all that fun stuff. Uh, but yeah, like the most important thing, obviously, is coming to the uh, the podcast panel that I will be on because uh, because you get to see me, obviously. Um, but yeah, those are all fun things. Uh, Josh, I want to uh, to thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, no problem. Thank and, you for having me. And maybe uh, maybe we can get you on again sometime when you've got another uh, big project going on or, uh, or just want to talk about another game. Sure. Cool. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening, and I'll be in touch. We'll uh, get an episode to you in, a, in about a week or so. So uh, see you then.